Welcome to the Passion to Purpose podcast, where we talk about how you're going to take your passion, make a profit, and also make it your purpose. I am your host, Mario Devon. This is episode one. I don't know what I'm doing. This is this is crazy. Who who knew? All right. So we've been talking about doing this podcast uh, for a while. You know, I've been talking to you, the audience. If you have followed me on my Instagram at Mario Devon, you know, underscore. Don't forget the underscore is very important. Um, but shout out to you all for your patience. And uh, we are here. And I wanted episode one to be uh, very special. I didn't want to like give you no BS. I want to, I really want to give you a lot of my story. A lot of you have been asking about my story. So this is, this is our chance to have th- this conversation together. Me, you, your friends, your mom, your cousins, your family. Let's talk about it. But again, this podcast is simply about, you know, entrepreneurship, a lot of personal growth. We're going to talk about, you know, and how we have made it through adversity. You, me, all of us. And and for the guests that I want to have on here, they're going to be having those same conversations, you know, about business, you know, and really their lifestyle, you know, their entrepreneurship, their journey. Uh, but in this video, what I wanted to do was give you a little glimpse of my journey. The first thing we're going to talk about is, is how I figured out how to quit my job. And we're going to break that down because I want to provide more insight on that because a lot of my friends, acquaintances, and people I talk to every day, they have questions of how did I go from, you know, being a full-time CPA to now, you know, running a small media company. So let's break that down. So obviously 2020 was a crazy year. And what I love about 2020, it, you know, obviously there's a lot to hate about it, but what I loved about it was the, you know, the, the sense of entrepreneurship that really emerged out of everyday people. Because we were in a time where people were losing their jobs, they were losing people, they were losing their minds, and they really needed to find other ways and other outlets, you know, to really, I guess, stimulate them and also bring more happiness. And and a lot of people rediscovered their, their self-worth during the pandemic, during 2020. And that was because of how jobs are treating them. It just is what it is. But for me, before 2020, I had already been, you know, living the life of wanting to be an entrepreneur. I had already started, you know, shooting photos, shooting videos, and really trying to get the beginning stages of what would be the media company started. So even though my plan was to quit in 2020, it kind of looked a little like grim. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was like, is this the right move? The timing wasn't aligned. But I stuck to my plan. I ended up quitting my job in July 2020. And I quit that job because I'd already saved up so much money, you know, from the previous years of me being a CPA. So I wanted to stick to the plan, even though it was a little scary, of course, because of the timing. But again, getting to that point, it is a journey. And I want to give you the breakdown of that journey. So I'm not saying this is the right way to do. I'm not saying to go about it the same way that I did. I'm not saying that I'm right. But I I feel like providing my story is not it's not only going to give you a glimpse of how to do it so I want to let you in and really give you a glimpse of how things went down and maybe you're going through a similar thing and you're trying to figure it out too so give you a little background my name is Mario Devon Purnell I'm giving you the full government name a lot of people don't get to hear that I am originally from Kilmichael Mississippi born and raised in in deep deep poverty Uh, I was actually born in Jackson Mississippi but again I grew up in small town small community Kilmichael Mississippi For me, we survived off of 
our own farming, in-house farming. So we grew our own crops. We also raised some of our own livestock. So we, you know, we had a lot of every year we had to slaughter pigs. It was it was crazy. We had chickens. I had to, you know, really fight roosters out there. It's it is, it is a crazy lifestyle. I, every summer uh, we, uh, we had to go and pick out vegetables. I had to shell peas and shell beans and, and pick corn. It was just, you know, the typical Mississippi life that you would think is going on because a lot of y'all don't even think there's electricity in Mississippi. Y'all are just rude when it comes to that. But trust me, we do have running water and electricity in Mississippi. So I'm the youngest of six. Uh, that sounds like I would be a brat, but my age gap is like 20 something years, you know, from my last sibling. Uh, my mom is actually an ex-convict. And what you find out, you know, as we get to talking more is that majority of my siblings are also <laughs> ex-convicts. I'm not an ex-convict, don't worry. But, you know, between them all, they have done a lot of times. I even have one brother that did about 15 years in prison. Uh, but my mom was actually pregnant with me when she started to do her time in prison. The other fun fact about my family is drugs have pretty much destroyed them uh, because one of my brothers, uh, you know, was incarcerated for those 15 years for, you know, drug distribution. And my other pieces of my family, you know, they were actually users of drugs. So I'm, I'm just saying it's not really the best setup. <laughs> it's not a good start, but it's a lot to overcome. So cool thing here, cool thing is during my time in college, I was obviously an academic. That's the only way to make it work. Um, I was the first one to go to college. I'm the first one to really, you know, successfully graduate high school. Uh, and then I went on to college and I was a music producer. I was a songwriter, music producer. So that was another career. So while I'm working on one career in college, I also had a career already in the music industry. From there, balancing both, I was still able to graduate with my bachelor's in accounting. Okay, so I got my first degree. Then I went back to school like a crazy person and got my master's in taxation law. Okay, so here we go. We, we, I mean, we got the education on point, but still balancing the two things. From there, I go and I'm recruited right out of college from Pfizer, the pharmaceutical corporation that you all know. Speaking of 2020, I mean, it all kind of like full circle moment right here. Um, but yeah, I was recruited right out of college from Pfizer and I was a CPA for about eight years. Okay, so me being a CPA, my first five was with Pfizer and then I did another job with a company called Assurian, which is a it's a it's an insurance company, but it's more of a tech company because it's all you know cell phone and like smart houses. That is my professional career. Uh, that was my you know music career. But then now what I'm doing now is another career is this media company thing. But we're gonna get to that. We're gonna we're gonna try to flow this thing sequential. And I'm having a hard time because this is this is my first podcast doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just talking to you all, trying to give you the breakdown. So hopefully that gives you a little background of me and why I'm probably very credible when we're talking about a topic of quitting your job. So let's stay on topic, Mario, quitting your job. So the first thing quitting your job needs is going to be money. I know that sounds very obvious, but trust me, when you want to quit your job, it is important that you have a job currently that makes you enough money where you can kind of have a little bit more flexibility. Now, the internet you know, wasn't as prevalent as it was now when I went to school and when I was growing up. Now we had internet, but we were still on dial up and DSL. Y'all probably don't even remember DSL, but we had really, really, you know, the internet, the social media has not emerged at this point. So if you want to, if you're in my kind of situation from where I grew up, the, the best way to kind of, I guess, get 
you know, things started when it comes to a capital and making money would be go to college, get a degree, which is what I did. Went to college, got a degree. I made sure to, you know, get a job that would afford me, you know, the lifestyle where I wouldn't be poor. So I really, that, that was the main thing I wanted is I wanted to make enough money where I could pay my bills and still, you know, I guess mainly pay my bills comfortably, but still have money that I can, you know, kind of put away and move around and do things that I wanted to do. The three reasons you want to have a good job uh, that allows you to have that flexibility is obviously you want to pay your bills. You want to comfortably, number one, pay your bills. Number two, you want to have enough money that you can save. And then number three is probably the most important, but it's the third level. If you want to have enough money that you can invest in your business. So that's going to be a line later on. So three things. Being a CPA was, was a job that allowed me to easily pay my bills to make enough money. I was easily able to save money in my bank account, but also my 401k, but I was able to buy the things I needed, whether it be music equipment and we'll get to the camera equipment later, but mostly at that time I was buying music equipment. So number one, money from your main job. The other side, number two, the other level of money you have to start figuring out how to make is going to be from some type of side hustle. So now you have enough money to pay your bills, you have savings, you have enough to invest into your business. Now, number two, you need more wiggle room. All right. You need to be able to save more money. And a lot of times the way you save more money is going to be income from other sources. So the question you want to ask for your side hustle is, what is your business and am I able to make it make money? It's very important. If you don't want to waste your time on something that's not making you a little bit of money, maybe a couple hundred dollars a month, maybe five hundred dollars, maybe an extra thousand dollars a month. It just has to give you a little wiggle room. So now we have to get to start talking about time when it comes to your side hustle with your side hustle. Your nine to five is there. It's not going anywhere, but it's time to start reevaluating how you spend your five to midnight. All right. Your 5 p.m. to midnight. You have to start reevaluating what you're doing within those hours, because those are the hours in which you're going to be working on your business. And on weekends, you're going to be working on your business. So you have to optimize your time. I would tell you on the journey of quitting your job, being better with your time is going to be one of the most important things that it's going to be clutch for you. It's going to create a lot of clarity. It's going to make you a better business person overall. So my recommendation would be, you know, that Netflix show you watch and you may want to you may want to put that thing on pause until you figure things out. A lot of the leisure time. We have a lot of leisure time in there, especially when you're working a nine to five, because once you're off work, the, the stimulation is, is, is gone. Like you, you've exhausted your brain. So what do you do to recharge your brain to get back locked in? For me, it was the gym. I use the gym. I between my work life, as far as my nine to five, I will work out between that to recalibrate and recenter my mind or to give me that quick break to then go back to work on my business. So now you have to go to the question as far as your side hustle. Have you found a side hustle that you're passionate about that makes it a lot easier to do, especially when you've already had a long work day? It makes it easier to do if it's something you like to do. So are you passionate about it? Okay. And have you found a way for that side hustle to make you money? That's important too. Have you find a way for it to make you money. For me, I was a music producer, I was a songwriter, and it made me some money. 
But the thing about it is, is if you write music, you know that's a long hustle, okay? You got you, you to gotta write the right song. That song then needs to actually hit. Then you have to get paid in royalties. It's a long journey. So it, for me, it made me money, but not at the rate that I needed. And, and that's, that's, it's important to bring that up because not at the rate, the time. The time it takes to make that money was a little bit too long for me because I really wanted to quit my job very soon. <laughs> I wanted to be out of accounting as soon as possible, especially when I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. I had to figure it out. And money was not coming in a lot for music. So then I, I began to realize that writing music and relying on that to be the income source that's going to help me quit my job, uh, it wasn't sustainable. It, it just wasn't going to work. So now you have to pivot. That, that's the thing about it is it's hard to you know, when you're passionate about something uh, and if it's your first love, it's something that really defines you and music defined me. Uh, it's hard to pivot and do something else because you're like, that's the thing I got to do. That's who I am. I'm attached to it. You have all these reasons of why you can't do it. But strategically, sometimes it just doesn't work. And for me, it didn't work. So while I was working with an artist, um, it was interesting. I had this camera, a Canon 5D Mark III. If you know anything about cameras, you know that 5D Mark III was that business. This was about, man, this was about seven years ago. Um, and I had it because I was a musician myself and I wanted to get, get good photos. I wanted to have good videos. I wanted to make sure that my, my things were top-notch, quality, crispy, quality. Uh, it was very important to me. So one of those musicians that I was producing and writing for, they was like, hey, Mario, I need to do a photo shoot for the single that's coming out. Great. So we go to this photo shoot. We actually find this abandoned warehouse. And I mean, this is illegal, but, you know, statute of limitations, I hope is a thing for this. But we kicked the door down, abandoned warehouse. It was actually going to be built into a multi-level club. So it was, it was really wide. It was, it was a beautiful place to be. Great natural light coming in with, you know, the haunted house kind of vibes. But either way, it really spoke to the artistic vibes that we were going for. Um, either way, we shot the photos and I go about my business. At this time, you know, things like, you know, Zelle, Venmo, Cash App, they had just finally started emerging. So the guy was like, hey, I want to send you some money. So we, you know, he pretty much electronically sent me $200. So I'm thinking in my mind, my brain is doing things. It's percolating, it's operating, and it's thinking like, hey, I just shot photos with this dude for like an hour, okay? And he just sent me $200 for an hour of work. Keep in mind, I'm a CPA. You know, I know how much work we make at that time, I think I'm making like $50 an hour, you know, as a, as an accountant, which is very good. Okay. It's very good. You, you can make some life off of that. Um, and of course, you know, yearly bonus, we don't factor in that bonus, but I was kind of like, Oh, you know, light bulb, you know, as they say, light bulb, you know, this is, what is this? So that's when you make that decision. I, I told you I had to make a choice of, of, to, to pivot, to do something differently because money was not coming in fast enough. Yes, the money was large and nice when the music worked, but it was just, it just took too long. The time span was like, it just took too long of time to sit here and wait and depend on it. I hate to tell you, sometimes instant gratification can be good. When that type of instant gratification hits, you may need to go ahead and lean on it. You know, when it comes to legal things, keep in mind, we're talking about legal things. Watch yourselves, kids. 
So I instantly made the choice to start shooting photos for people. I had this very expensive camera. Nashville hadn't really popped off when it came to the photography scene. So I just started, I was just like, I'm gonna get my friends. I'm gonna DM a bunch of people. I need to build a portfolio. I just already knew that. I don't know anything about a photography business, but even with me as a music producer, the, the way you got beats, you know, sold and like sent and like worked with artists is they had to listen to your portfolio of music that you had already done. So I just felt photography will probably work the same way. So I shot a bunch of photos and built my website, all those things to make sure that I looked professional enough to get some clients. Okay, let's fast forward to about three years of me shooting photos. So I'm now making some real money. Okay, so three years, I'm able to like charge real money uh, um, for for brand shoots, for website shoots, for companies that needed to re you know update their website and their social media, and combined with my accounting, I we have accounting, and then that part time side hustle money, you know, I was making over a hundred and ten thousand dollars a year. I knew that if I had a good side hustle, I can still hit over that six figures mark. Okay, so. Paying your bills, number two. So we talked about, you know, if your side hustle makes money, that's that's where we are. Now let's go to the second level, paying your bills, okay? we, we I'm breaking it down for you. Um, you want to make sure, again, that you are covering your bills. You want to make sure you're covering them comfortably. It makes life a lot easier. Um, I wanted to make sure I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I wanted to adjust my spending habits. So all these things. I, so uh, now keep in mind, if you don't know me, if you know me personally, you know I say words like this. I had to cut out spending money on dumb shit. And and the dumb shit, I'm going to give you the list of dumb shit. Uh, your weekend plans when you're going out to these restaurants and you're eating at these places you have no business eating uh, when you're buying these clothes that you have no business buying i remember i used to like to buy retro one j's i was like no more sneakers for you buddy none of that all right so cut out the dumb shit the other dumb shit especially in a, in a city like nashville and being a male is going out getting drinks keep in mind as a man you're gonna be buying drinks for you and you're gonna be buying drinks for the girl so right now you're probably spending 200 300 a night so now if you take that i'm just doing math you take that two three hundred we're gonna say 250 dollars a week okay that you're spending on alcohol and girls and all that you just wasted a thousand dollars a month that you haven't even accounted for you ain't even thought about that because you ain't thinking deep like i am see i'm all i'm in there like swimmer i'm thinking like i'm thinking like a whiz kid out here i'm doing the math you need to do the math <laughs> you need to do the math on your lifestyle and figure out you know, I'm over here. I'm excited. I'm spitting all over my microphone because I'm so excited. You have to figure out if you're spending money on dumb shit. And that's just is what it is. We do it all the time. It happens to all of us. So it's time to cut your spending down. And just understand that this is a temporary sacrifice for a permanent future, a permanent goal. All right. You ain't got to you ain't got to live cheap forever you just got to live cheap for maybe six months to a year that sounds like a long time but trust me if you're talking about a gap between you know i'm not gonna buy all these silly things for a year versus for the rest of my life i can buy whatever the fuck i want to buy i think i'm gonna change just choose the latter i mean just i'm, I'm the smart person would choose the latter i'm not saying you're dumb i'm just saying you should choose the latter. It's, it's going to be a more fulfilling life. Trust me. So now we're paying our bills. We've cut our budget. Now we have to figure out savings. How do we save money? Because you now have to build this cushion because you got to quit your job. And when you quit your job, you know, you got to have a little money, you know, that's going to make you feel a little bit more comfortable and not stressing out. So it's good to have a little cushion. So... <laughs> 
I'm from Mississippi, but I'm very bougie, okay? Most of you that know me personally, you know I'm very bougie. I have my taste, but I also love my space, okay? I have my taste and I love my space. That's a t-shirt that may be coming soon somewhere down the line if this podcast does well. But I didn't have roommates. I hadn't had roommates. I think I, I think the last time at this time I really had a roommate, like roommates, um, man, was like college, um, sophomore year, okay? For most of my, no, no, no. For After that, all of my college, I lived by myself. So the rest of undergrad, all the grad school, when I moved to Memphis, Tennessee uh, to take the job with Pfizer, uh, I lived by myself. Um, I'd always lived by myself, okay? I'm going to just be honest with you. I, 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 I knew if I really wanted to save money in a city like Nashville, that it was proper that I figured out how to save an, an even larger sum of money. So two of my friends uh, decided to move to Nashville and they allowed me to pick out the house that we would rent. Okay, so that house ended up being $2,000. And because I needed not only a room to sleep in, I needed a room to work in because at this point, my photography and videography business is doing its thing. I'm on, I'm doing YouTube videos, I'm doing online content, and I'm also making music still. So I need a place to do these things so uh it was two thousand dollars i spent a thousand dollars so that one thousand dollars a month is now you know a a, a plus thousand dollars in my bank account because i'm not spending rent on things myself so not only are we splitting the rent and i'm only spending a thousand dollars instead of two thousand dollars we're also splitting the bills the internet you know the uh, uh the energy bill you know the water like we're splitting all those things expenses across the board what that is now doing is saving me automatically about $1,500 a month. And what that is doing is allowing me to put that away. So now this is what we're talking about, the savings, because once you start cutting your budget at this level, you're able to save more money to build that cushion up even higher. Because I want to explain this rightly and, and fairly. I I don't really like smelling other men. All right, that sounds crazy. That sounds why I don't like the smelling other men in my house. So it was it was a big deal for me to walk in and I'm smelling other dudes and like just you know dudes, man. You know I ain't gotta explain it to you. Okay, I'm a big smells person. So if you know me, you know I'm gonna smell good. You know I, it just is what it is. If you come to my house right now, this even this room right now, it's gonna smell nice. I'm a big smells person. But but guys, they tend to not care about that kind of thing and I'm I'm very crazy about that. So that was a big move for me. The other thing is I had an Audi. All right, so I had an Audi car. You know, nice little luxury sedan, okay? Because I felt like as a CPA, again, dumb shit. As a CPA, that's what I needed because I I like German cars. Even though I grew up poor, you think I ain't know about German cars and their efficiency and their nice design? I knew about them, so I bought one. Um, so when I decided to quit my job and I'd taken this new job um, in Nashville when I moved, um, I sold my car. I sold that Audi and I downgraded to a Hyundai Sonata. And you get, I, I drove the shit out of that Sonata like it was an Audi. You know why? Because I was like, I'm about to cut my insurance down. I'm about to cut my car note down. I'm also about to cut my maintenance down. So instead of spending $300 on an oil change, I'm only spending $40 to $60. You see what I'm saying? You got you to gotta think deeper about every little piece of dime you spend and where you're spending so much money that you don't have to spend. You don't have to spend $300 on an oil change. That's just what they tell you you have to spend. But if you go with a lesser car temporarily, then you're good to go. Because now I'm 
driving a sports sedan. And I'm just saying, like, you got to think future, baby. You got to think, you got to think ahead. So I took that temporary sacrifice in driving that lesser car. So now I'm being in a position where I'm able to buy, you know, whatever car I feel like buying that's going to be fast and fun and nice, whatever. But it is a temporary sacrifice. We're working our way down, okay? I'm giving you this story. We went from, you know, my time, you know, in undergrad. We went to, you know, my time in, in college as far as going to get my master's degree. We've gone through, you know, me being a CPA and working. We've gone through me, you know, cutting my budget, you know, getting roommates and like just we've gone through the thing. So the steps, I'll just give you a quick summary. The steps, you have to remember is you have to be able to pay your bills, okay? But then pay them comfortably where you can save money. Then make your side hustle Find that side hustle, whether it's something that you know that you're good at or passionate about, and make that make money. Once you're making money, okay, and not only your day your day job, your nine to five, and your side hustle, find a way to keep increasing your money on both sides. Keep getting promotions if you can. I want you to work. Get that promotion. Make that nine to five money grow, but then make that side hustle money grow and keep growing your business so everything is growing together. And then adversely, you want to cut your budget wherever you can, whether it be the dumb shit you buy on weekends, the dumb shit you buy, the clothes you don't need, whether it be, you know, maybe the car you drive, maybe it be where you live. All those things, you have to figure out a way to cut. So you want to grow and you want to cut. You want to grow and you want to cut. That's just that's just the process. It's temporary. Again, last thing, you have to figure out now how to invest in your business okay because if your business is getting better every business has to compete how do you compete a lot of times the way they say it the way you make money you got to spend money so if me being a cinematographer and a photographer obviously cameras are expensive so i had to make sure i had enough money that i was making not only in my nine to five but also of course you know in my side hustle to still be able to invest in my business again the point of saving this money was to create a cushion you know so that you have something left over when you quit your job the other point is again to have money to invest in things like you know buying your llc maybe you need to invest in more gear i don't know what your business is and if there is equipment that is required to help you do that job better to do your side hustle better to grow your business better but you have money to now play with and you can get the things you need to, to execute all right so the other thing is going to do maybe you need to build a website i i don't know all the things you need that are going to be things you need to spend money on to make your business legit but it's important to legitimize your business as soon as you can because as soon as you legitimize your business let me give you a little tip the more legit your business or your brand looks the more money you can charge because now you compete in the market you want to make sure that you're competitive and sometimes to do that you have to spend money so I will say at this point, you know, I'm living with my friends and I'm in the last year before I quit my job. I had made enough money where <laughs> I had, I think, three cameras at the time. I had two photo cameras and one cinema camera. OK, and even now what I'm using right now, this camera right here is the Sony FX6. All right. It is a, you know, Netflix approved cinema camera. The camera here that I'm using, if you're watching it on YouTube, is going to be the a7 IV. And I have a camera actually underneath this table that I'm sitting at that is the Sony FX3. OK, and I have a Canon R5. Like I'm just breaking it down 
found that some of these cameras I had before I quit my job because I was able to, you know, invest in my business because now I have the proper equipment where I can charge thousands of dollars, you know, to do a video shoot. It's not a $200 here and there for a photo shoot or a video. I'm now able to make thousands of dollars. It got to a point where I was able to make 40 to 50% of the money that I was making at my full-time job. Keep that in mind. I want you to think about that. Part-time, okay, I made it to this point where I was able to make 40% in my side hustle of what I was making in my full-time job. Now, you have to start calculating things. If I'm able to make this type of money, you know, in my part-time job, in my part-time. Now, imagine what it would look like if I'm available all the time, full-time to do this. More than likely, you're going to make more money now in your business because you've done the work to legitimize it. You've gotten the equipment. Now you're going to make more money, even more money than you do at your day job. But you also have, again, going back to that cushion, you've saved money. So now you have set yourself up for a good time because you've saved money and now you're making more money. So those two things, together is how you create a lot of financial freedom for yourself where you can start, you know, really leaning 100% into your business. And what sucks is that I don't know what business you're in, but for me, all this shit is expensive. <laughs> like all of it is like thousands of dollars. Uh, it's, it's just is what it is. To get a lens, a really good lens is going to be a thousand dollars. To get a really good camera, it's going to be three thousand, four thousand dollars, like minimum. So all this stuff is expensive. So you get this expensive stuff, then you become expensive. That was the whole goal. I wanted to be very expensive. You want to work with me, you got to spend some money. It just is what it is. That's what I wanted. And I was able to accomplish that. What I want you to understand is that entrepreneurship is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to want financial freedom. It's a beautiful thing to want to quit your job and, and really, you know, give yourself the shot at life that you have always wanted to give yourself. But it is tough. It is it is hard. It is really, really difficult. Um, but it's also very worth it. Again, I think it's so dope that so many people want to take ownership over their lives. And I'm just trying to share how I did. I'm not saying it's, it's the right way to do it. I do know a lot of the things I'm saying is right, especially about the saving money and really cutting your budget and also finding ways to make more money. Like it, th Those are all the things. I think those are going to be quintessential. It doesn't matter who the person is. You have to do those things. So again, you have to make some sacrifices. You have to cut your spending. You have to... You you know, save some money. You have to use your time outside of your nine to five more efficiently. I'm trying to give you a summary. You have to use that time, optimize that time to the best of your abilities. And I know you get tired, but you still have to think forward. It's a temporary sacrifice. I remember the amount of sleep I didn't get during that time. And I knew that, hey, I'm just creating a life for later. <laughs> you know, this sucks now, but this is an investment. Even my lack of sleep is an investment now that I will reap the benefits of later. Because I know you're tired. I know it feels like it's just a lot. But I guarantee you, once you figure out the time thing, you're able to build better habits. And these habits come with you, you know, not only during that time when you're trying to figure out how to quit your job, but you take those new habits with you when you're starting to build your business and when you're starting to do other endeavors. But again, I want you to get to this point where you have to grow your side business. And when you grow your side hustle, you grow this side business to the point where you're even, you know, able to make 30%. All right. 30 
30% of what you make at your full-time job, 40%, 50%. Once you start getting get into those numbers, now you got something. Now you got some rhythm going because now you're making real money, all right, with your side hustle. And a lot of people can't say that they can do that. But once you figure that out, man, you're in, you're, you're in that, you're in that place now. You're ready to make some moves. So I don't know if, if this has been helpful. I hope so. This is my first episode doing this, but I wanted to give you the path. I want to give you the path of how I got everything started. And, and I want you to realize something that I come from nothing. I come from the shit dirt. Okay. I come from true poverty to the point where we were trying to figure out, you know, we're we going to be able to put food on the table, had government assistance, you know, EBT, everything you can think of. I was on it because we needed it. Okay. And my mom didn't have an education. Like even me, even somebody that comes from nothing has, has to figure out how to fight through the mud and, and do this entrepreneurship thing. So I want to just give you the journey and show you that this is where I started. And this is where I am now, where I'm able to sit here and tell you the story, you know, in the studio and, 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 and in this environment and using all this cool gear and living a pretty fun life. So hopefully that gives you a glimpse of what we'll be talking about in later episodes but thank you all so much for listening to the first episode of the passion to purpose podcast where we talk about us taking our passions figuring out how to make a profit with it but then also aligning it with our purpose i hope to see you all in the next video and y'all um yeah i can't wait to see you in episode two y'all take care